Good morning. It is Friday and it's time for the Friday Grief Chat with Jill and Deborah Joy Hart. Yeah, Deb. There we are. Yeah, one way or another. <laughs> one Hi, way or Jill. the other. How are you? I I am doing well. I I felt like something lifted after Easter. Like some of that um uh grief consciousness sort of transformed and I I felt more energetic, if if that makes sense. I felt like that after Easter. I think sometimes, too, after Easter, you really recognize that it's spring and after Passover, too. Both of those mm -hmm. are sort of renewal things. And, oh, look. And for us, it cooperated. We've got sunshine and warm weather. Us, too. I mean, some rain weather. But it was, it's beautiful. The bluebells are out. The daffodils, the jonquils, the start of spring. The tulips are out. Uh, the the wonderful weeds that you can eat are out, and uh, it's it's just been wonderful. It really we has. We haven't had enough rain here, so we don't have a wildflower season this year, mm. which is good for allergies. And but it just takes away the. Usually we have fields of poppies, and oh. then the wildflowers on the hillsides come out, and in the mountains things bloom and. Um, instead, we're growing foxtails by the acre, and foxtails wow. are our friends. Do you have foxtails there? Uh, yes, like blades of grass that have puffy little tails. No, we foxtails have um, little ends that have dozens and dozens of stickers that will pull off one at a time and embed themselves in the coats of creatures and in their oh. ears and in their nose. We call, them, we call them rocks. We call them burrs. That's oh, what we have. They're we not call them burrs. They're not round. They're, oh. they're like arrow shaped. Oh, I'll yeah. have to look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of horrible. And then when they get in your pets, anything, it's it's kind oh, of yeah. yuck. And then if your pet has any on them, and then somehow they get in the wash, you will end up with foxtails in unmentionable places, which oh, is yeah. really not fun. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. So we, we, mm -hmm. we, um, we don't look forward to foxtail season. We hope it's short, but no, we've got hundreds of acres of those things just waiting to come inside. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is spring and it's nice to see and it feels good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking this week about what were there two more mass shootings? There were, and there was, um, and we lost Prince Philip last night. That's and right. I was British, but I woke up to that. And hello to the the, th the three or four of you who are watching. It's nice to have you. Um, and if you want to put comments up, we will read them. If you put them on the Facebook or questions page, or questions, if you put them on mm -hmm. the Facebook page for this page. So it's the um, humor, grace and grief page on Facebook. But yeah, I woke up to, to that this morning and I thought, you know, they've been married for 73 years. And wow. that is, and she married him at 21. And while I'm not British or a royal watcher per se, anytime someone loses someone they've been married to for 73 years, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, it counts. Yeah. I, I woke up to that and saw, uh, my heart goes out to her and the changes that are, that are happening within the monarchy. So change always is a loss of one thing as you move to another. Right. And uh, just, you know, you think about that even in your own life, 
just those, uh, I call them micro losses. That obviously is a large loss, but just, you know, when, let's say you paint the inside of your living room or something. So you take all the, all the, the pictures stuff. off, all the stuff gets pushed to the center so you can do mm -hmm. the, everything. And then there's like this in-between phase, like, wow, look how spacious this is. Wow, I hate to take this down, but I'm not sure I want to put it back up. I and think that's I, a good thing about repainting after you've had a major loss mm -hmm. is it gives you an automatic opportunity to say, maybe this doesn't fit the way life is right now. Maybe mm -hmm. maybe it's time to to shift it down, to make it different. I know sometimes when I work with people have been grieving for a long time and they've created like the whole memorial house, mm -hmm. which is understandable. I'm not minimizing what it feels mm -hmm. like to have a loss. Jill, of all people, is not going to minimize a loss. Mm -mm. But to take that down and go from the whole house to a room, to a wall, and ultimately to a wall or a table that's shared with everybody mm -hmm. who has now mm -hmm. died, so that you can swing by it, look at them, show them to people who come to visit if you want to, or when the grands come to visit and they need to see who was who. But then you mm -hmm. can repaint your house and make it the place it is for you as you are now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's it's hard because ultimately somebody's going to say something that's not oh. going to agree with your choice. Yes. But part of moving through any kind of grief process, and I'm going to ask you to repeat something you said last week, but moving through to the next step, whatever that is, is a certain kind of independence that other people may or may not appreciate, but you're the one doing it. It's setting a boundary and saying, this is how I want my world to be right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's mine. I'm not going to walk into your house and tell you what you need to put on the wall. Oh, but there's plenty that... Maybe not oh, walk into are. mine, but there are plenty of people that walk into their kid's house or they walk into their parents' house or they walk into a friend's house and they say things without thinking of the bigger picture. Right. I know when I was younger, I would do stuff like that. You know, it it was, I've, I've grown through that mm -hmm. to another place. But, you know, it's that take a step back and say, this is their environment. I'm only mm -hmm. visiting. Mm -hmm. Right. My, kids, right. My, my middle daughter, Charity, and her husband, Xavier, are closing on their house today. Wow. And very first house, very first purchase, first purchase for that generation in the family. Mm -hmm. I know their de decor is going to be very different from what I would choose. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm excited for them. Right. I really am. I'm, I'm expecting to see pictures to go up of people who have died that are still very close in her heart. Mm -hmm. And I will be glad to see them there because that's what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. I expect more pictures of my grandchildren to be up and I will be very happy to see that. Of course. Of course. Right? But yeah, yeah, we've when we moved into our new house, we um, some we painted, some we didn't. But we packed up all the pictures. And so with intent, 
I created a memorial table and with intent we've just put up artwork on the walls. There are no okay. people on the walls except for one small tiny wall that's got um, grandparents and great grandparents. Otherwise it's the grandchildren have one table, the folks who have died have another table and everything on the wall is is the art that reflects the places we've gone and the things that we do and mm -hmm. the artists enjoy. You know, that's so interesting. I, I have a, uh, maybe some people in our listening audience have it like this. I have a, I call it the dead people cabinet. And there's photos and stuff of people who have died. But mostly I have everything on our refrigerator are alive and dead people. All those, there are tons of pictures and the rest of the place is artwork. Artwork from different places, artwork that means something to me. Daryl's like, okay, you know, it's, but it also, some stuff means to him, places we've been. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's okay to change things. Even people, if it's a loss for other people who don't necessarily enjoy the change. Exactly. It's, that, it, it's your environment. That's Stay right. It. I mean, it, it would be helpful. It would be helpful if you live with somebody to say, "This is what I'd like to do," mm -hmm. unless they're used to you just doing it, and then they come in and they go, "Well, three months later, they go, did you change something here?'" <laughs> <laughs> Some are a little faster to notice things right. than others, mm -hmm. but I I think about those um, micro changes we make within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So maybe over time, you might become more quieter. There's been a lot of stuff on introvert and extrovert, a lot of memes on uh, Facebook. So I'm reflecting on that, you know, how, how you might have less people in your life or you're very gregarious around whatever people you want, but you just want to be by yourself most of the day. Sometimes, so, and we've learned a lot of doing that in the pandemic. That's right. We and we're not to do not without the crowds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, just a heads up, as more people get vaccinated, and I'm not talking um, spring break crowds, but I'm talking even if you're with uh, a pod, that has been vaccinated and you feel comfortable being with people from coming to not being with people is very exhausting. And it's a, there's like these little micro losses that you have to build up resilience to being with people. And I just want our listening audience to know you're not imagining that you're tired. You had the muscles before. It's a, almost a universal experience, except for those who really dug in and, and stuck with crowds the whole time. Mm -hmm. Virtually mm -hmm. everyone that I've talked to, um, mm -hmm. other therapists as well as clients and family members of clients, it's, oh, we ventured into like the mall and had a panic attack because mm -hmm. I haven't mm -hmm. seen that many people in 14 months. Or I'm thinking about walking back into my office and I'm imagining it and feeling closed in because I'm used to only seeing other people outdoors. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it really is physically exhausting to even walk through that in your imagination. And so probably mm-hmm. what we need to do is start having folks do a virtual reality and adapt mm-hmm. to what that reality is going to be before they even step foot wherever they're going. Or if if you're not used to going out or you only went out to one place, maybe a couple times a week, and now you've sort of upped that. Mm-hmm. And broadened it. And don't over plan, like maybe instead of three places a day, only go to two and uh, build in some nap time or quiet time or meditation or space out time, whatever you need. Go outside time. Because, and here's something else I'd like to move to is the person you were before the pandemic and the person you are, well, let's just say the pandemic's still going on. But the person you were before quarantine and the person you are now, who knows what changes have happened. So when you talk to a friend that you hadn't talked to in a long time, maybe some some major changes have gone on. You don't know how the loss of talking to all these people, you don't know. What's going on with them? So take some time to say, do you think you're different? Not, I see that you're different. Do you think you're different? Maybe they don't perceive it. How are you during, what do you think are the difference? Or you can just say, you know, I'm feeling different than I was before the quarantine. These are the things that have changed that I don't think I'm going to add back into my life. See Not what I mean? Changes on losses are a negative. Lots of times loss can be a positive. Mm-hmm. And it can allow room for growth. Post-loss exactly. growth is an actual thing. What is it called? Post-loss growth. Post-loss growth. Very cool. Thank yeah. you. It's important. That's why when I said in the beginning, remember when you uh, paint and then you take down a bunch of paintings and then you reevaluate. You are your own living room. (laughs) You've got a whole new coat of paint coming out of COVID lockdown. And now Mm -hmm. what do you want to add or what do you not want to add? And so post-loss growth applies to you. What do you want to do? Have you had more time with someone in your pod that you previously thought you were spending time with, but Mm -hmm. actually spent that hour and a half between getting home from work and getting ready for bed or some downtime that now you're spending the majority of your day with? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you are going to want to somehow try to incorporate if people have to roll back to offices or back to work sites? Mm-hmm. Or if one's been home and the other one's been doing mandatory dig in and do the work in the public eye, mm-hmm. and they've been coming home to some extra kudos and some extra cuddles because they're doing the hard work, is it going to be, well, we're all back to work, so basically you're just doing your job? Or do we want to continue to say, I'm really impressed. I sh- I should have been saying this all along. I should have been honoring that all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you're both home, do you still, do you take time to go out and sit and have lunch together 
as we're getting ready to reopen or as we are reopened so that you're getting that extra time together before that opportunity disappears mm -hmm. for you know, how long to come or until it just becomes weekends. Mm -hmm. How do we incorporate the changes we've made that we like? Exactly. And how do we drive fewer miles? <laughs> I We got taxes done yesterday, right? And yeah. so we actually drove up, drove up to Chicago and we met with somebody. And how many miles do you think you put on your car this year? And I said, well, I declared a lot less mileage. <laughs> and I go, my husband says 10,000. I said, not when a tank of gas was lasting me three weeks. So maybe 5,000 miles right. max, you know, that I put on. So anyway, no very interesting. Noelle Carney says, definitely it's different. My 16-year-old granddaughter, after a week of school, said she had nothing on, didn't want to do anything on Saturday because she just couldn't do people for a while. That is the change. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the change. That, that's, you don't have to people. And it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Be aware of your little kids that don't want to people. And by the way, Noelle is from Canada. So, oh, hello, Canada. Nice to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. One of one of my AATH and Certified Laughter Leader buddies. Oh, so, AATH too. Nice to meet you, Noel. And so, so yeah, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. I was just gonna say, being aware that everybody's going through this. Mm -hmm. You know, even the ones that say, "I'm fine. Nothing's changed." And there's also the being aware of, and I'm hearing this, as Noelle said, the granddaughter, I'm hearing that from teenagers even and young adults that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. They've now seen sides of people that they've grown up with, their peers, who have mm -hmm. different belief systems than they ever knew they had. Mm -hmm. And they're not so sure when they land back on the same campus together mm -hmm. that they really want to have that same level of familiarity and and hangout time because mm -hmm. now they know more about them than they did before. And they're not super comfortable with what they've learned about them. That's or right. How they treat people or any of those sorts of things. And, and I, in the therapeutic community, we're seeing that too. There's, there's mm -hmm. a whole lot of, wow, some folks are not, not as kind as they come across when you were only talking about happy things. Right. It's, right? it's, you know, you know those uh, TV sci-fi TV shows where the person is in suspended animation and then they don't age, but you have, right? They come back to Earth or they come back from another planet or whatever the case is. You know, thinking about how we were all hunkered in and then now we're coming back, people have mentally aged different. Yes, they have. And their brains are different from a shutdown. And not just a shutdown. It's also been if they were engaged in social media. Once again, how do you integrate the changes that uh, people have been through, integrate them so that you can still be in integrity with yourself? You know, some people have got, become more staunch 
in their beliefs and they're not moving. Some people have been like, I don't really care. Your mouth is flapping. I don't really care what side of the aisle you're on. Some are more private because they saw what happens on social media. So you don't know what changes somebody else has made during this time. And now that we're all emerging out of a chrysalis, if you will, you know, like, we don't know what color people's wings are going to be. Is she a moth or is and she a butterfly? <laughs> and we've got people in different groups who have never been part of um, people, toddlers, as mm -hmm. Noelle is bringing up, huge concern. Toddlers don't know about people and mm -hmm. crowds and mm -hmm. play dates and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And our, our seniors and our people who've had had cognitive changes before have had much larger cognitive changes now because of the lack of interaction. Right. And how do we incorporate those folks in and make space for those changes so that we can help bring them through to whatever degree they're comfortable with recognize there are some lost developmental moments for the toddler groups and uh -huh. there's lost pieces of some of those seniors that we're never going to see again. And uh -huh. we can't expect out of them. Well said, thank you, Jill, because that's that's exactly right. And uh, and those are losses, right? Coming in like gangbusters into any social situation, I'd say pause, take a breath, walk in a little, sort of like getting your toes wet. And even though maybe your toes have been wet for a while, Maybe the people around you have not. And mm -hmm. it's, it's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Noel says her one-year-old great-granddaughter almost had a meltdown going to the grocery store. There was too much people energy. We've also got Mary coming in talking about being afraid of mass shootings. This is Mary Tangora. Oh, hi, I, Mary. I'm recently, I'm afraid of mass shootings. I'm crotchety now when I never before was anything but limber. Well, well said, Mary, and special shout out. She's been one of my roommates through AATH, and uh, so she's another AATHer. You know, I hear you. I I feel you. I was I was in a building for our taxes yesterday up north, and I go, anybody could come into this building. Right. I was, I was in a Mexican restaurant eating with my husband. And I get these weird thoughts that I didn't worry about before or a grocery store or whatever. Um, and we have had a lot of, it's been, we had two this week. We just had one last night in Texas. Right, right, and, in, in Texas. Right, um, and we had a Mexican restaurant shot up in LA a couple nights before. And that was domestic violence, but it was still a shooting. We, as we are emerging, the violence is coming with us, unfortunately, in the United States. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, I am glad for you that you're not probably facing this to the degree we are. But uh -huh. here in the U.S., we are facing, as we emerge, the ugliness comes out. Uh -huh. And so we're losing that safety of not hearing about school uh -huh. shootings and grocery store shootings and workplace violence. It's all coming and back. I want to say to Mary, Mary, 
like any thought, you know, acknowledge it. And if possible, let it pass through to the best of your ability. You are not alone. You are not alone in thinking that. And as we try to integrate whatever you want to call uh, this emergence, as, we, as we're integrating that into ourselves, be kind to yourself. You're not alone. This is normal. And just integrating so that you go out at your comfort level. The flexibility, I think, the more limber thinking will be more about can you let this thought pass while still keeping your awareness up? I I don't know about you, but as as or some of our listening audience, especially if they're male, as a female, I have had to integrate. You go to your car alone at night. You put your keys in your fingers like this. Right, right. Exactly. That's right. You put your keys in your fingers. You put your aware up. Your your awareness is up and you just focus on that. And maybe for a while, that's what we all need to do. Be aware of your surroundings. See something, tell someone. And that's the sad part is as we are reopening, we're losing some of the the calmness we had. We are losing quiet freeways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are losing um, having weekends that you knew you were just going to stay home. And so automatically weekend was time. Mm -hmm. We're gaining contact with people, which is a good thing for a lot of folks. But we're losing a lot of the, the incredible calm we had, which was... It's a reminder of 9-11 for me. Right after 9-11, remember when all the planes stopped? And it was so weird to not hear noise in the sky. Mm-hmm. And people went home because they didn't know what it meant. And mm-hmm. the freeways calmed down. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a scary time, it was also almost this unique sense of we are not where we were a couple hours ago. Right. And we did that for a year now. In most states. Mm-hmm. And some countries are doing it again now. Italy is back to shutdown. Right? We're, we're fortunate here that we do have the vaccinations available. Mm-hmm. They shut down on weekends. They're, they're uh, red, yellow, orange. A lot of, and holidays. Boom. Mm-hmm. No travel allowed. No visiting on Easter, which is, is a very big deal right. in Europe. Right, right. right. Or for Passover. So yeah, I think we could we can integrate the loss of the changes that we enjoyed, but find ways to integrate those by making our own personal changes. We don't have to drive 25,000 miles a year. Mm-mm. We don't have to be on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out here, Disney's helping with that because they are only allowing this many people in. And right mm-hmm. now it's only Californians. And so it's not everybody's heading to Anaheim in mm-hmm. Southern California on the weekend. And so it's, we, we can make some changes on our own and be very deliberative about it. Mm-hmm. And then make the choices about what things we are going to do. And let me add a couple things. One, as things change in your environment, 
take time to smell the peonies, the roses. Look at, you can make micro safe changes, such mm -hmm. as uh, you can go outside just for a moment and look at your yard. You can, you can step outside your front door and look at somebody else's yard. You don't have to go far to find those micro safe changes inside and that you can fill yourself with yes. safe changes and acceptance. That's the other part is you are not the same person you were two marches ago when everything shut down in this country. I'm only talking about this country. Well, Noel, I'm also talking about most of the countries that shut down. But take time to, to be inside yourself for just a moment. However you do that with a breath, with your visuals, whatever. But make it safe for you. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, you know, what would be helpful for all of us? Write a letter to ourselves about what we have learned about ourselves in this last 12, 14, 15 months, depending on where you are on the planet or you have been. What have you learned? What positive changes have you made? Mm -hmm. What changes have you made that you want to hold on to and be aware of so you can go back and look at it and remind yourself? Mm -hmm. What things are you going to be glad to go back to, but how are you going to set limits around it? Mm -hmm. So it's not all the things all at once, because we don't necessarily want to go back to the way it was. What kind of social justice awareness have we gained mm -hmm. in this really incredibly intense time? And right. how are we going to honor that as we continue our lives into this next stage of whatever we're going to call this? Right. And hopefully continue to be able to be out and about. We don't know what's coming. We've we've all learned a lot about not expecting what we don't know because mm -hmm. we don't know. Mm -hmm. Learned that a little tiny thing with that's red with little spikes on it can totally <laughs> all of us. That little that's right. is very big and he's pretty darn powerful. Right? Right. So let's write that letter or write it in a journal. What are the successes? What are the things that you lost? Who are the people that you lost if you've lost people right now? Mm -hmm. And what was that like versus what is it going to be like the next time someone dies and we're not in lockdown? Right. And are there some, some things you want to do to bring that loss back and finish some of that celebrating of them? Right, Mary, it's the neo-normal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I have a friend, um, Joe Muirhead in Australia, who has a book of success that she made. And um, you use it to record the good things that you do or the good things people say about you or when you have a success at work or with a client or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we could do a moment of success for ourselves in terms of what have we learned about ourselves in this time? And what do we want to hold on to? Mm -hmm. Who have we gotten close to and who have we distanced from? Just like every other loss. Right. 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 Because we have these circles. And when right. you have a loss, some people pull themselves out and some people put themselves in. Who are the people who put themselves in? And who are the ones that you thought were going to be there? And they're now out here. And their, their neo-normal is going to be different from our neo-normal. Exactly. 
Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for the way you said it. I I want to uh, go back to something I said I was going to ask you to repeat, mm -hmm. and it had to do with walking through grief versus getting over grief. Can you explain that one more time? Because I just love that. I will try to remember how I said it, but basically the way I look at grief is we don't get over it. We don't um, walk away from it. We integrate it into who we are. Mm -hmm. and we walk through the grief process to get to the other side, but we take the person who died with us. Mm -hmm. We take who they really were, mm -hmm. not who we sort of have as the idealized version of them. And by the time we walk out of grief and into that new neo-normal, that I love that, Mary, I'm going to use that from now on. Thank you for that. Um, we have that memory in that person with us that we can always reflect to and talk mm -hmm. to, but we're not getting over it. Cause when you get over it, it mm -hmm. feels to viewers like you're saying, get over the person who died and leave them behind. And we don't. On uh, a TV show I was watching Chicago med. Uh, this one person, this character came in uh and they and the psychiatrist on Chicago Med saw that this guy was talking to someone who was off to his uh, left field of vision. And he kept talking and he says, who are you talking to? He goes, well, I've been seeing. So in his periphery, your mind makes up what you can't see. So mm -hmm. he has been seeing his dead wife. And they've been having conversations, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turns out he had a brain tumor. And so he wasn't, he didn't want to give up seeing. So he was going to walk out of the hospital with his brain tumor, which of course, many other complications. So the psychiatrist said, well, then why don't you talk to your wife? Even though she's imaginary, what would she want you to do if you're talking to her? ask her and so then after the brain surgery goes but i don't see her anymore and the psychiatrist said that doesn't mean you stop having a relationship with the person who died don't you think maybe they're always around and the guy who had the brain tumor who wasn't seeing as in you know vivid technicolor his wife said maybe so and so just remember, just because you don't see them doesn't mean you still don't have that relationship because relationships are built on memories and perceptions, right? And that relationship never ends. And that relationship never ends. You get to keep them. Now, if you don't want to, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Mary says the veil is thinner than we think, and it absolutely is. Absolutely. Thanks, Mary. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, we'll all lift it at some point, but you can keep talking to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I do. And I don't care. I do tell people if they think that people are going to think they're weird, put your cell phone up. Nobody knows who's on the other side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and in Japan, I know in Japan, they have these booths. Or you phone booths in the woods. Phone booths in the woods where you can talk to your loved ones. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. 
it's like what my grandson said when we buried his rabbit. Grandma, can we can we call him there? No, but we can talk to him from sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Michael for that wisdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a great show. It has. Please come I, back and join us. Like us yeah. on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. That way you'll know when we pop up. We're here every single Friday. 10 o'clock Pacific and across the country and in all the other time zones. 8 o'clock in Hawaii if you're really, really, really wanting to be up early. (laughs) Talk about grief and loss. Okay. Thank you, Mary. It's been nice to see you. Deb, I will see you next week. All right. Bye-bye, Noel. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.